Tonight I'm going to, I want to share with you uh, entitled the message. Remember we were talking the last two Wednesdays, Wednesdays on focusing on God's purposes. Tonight I want us to focus on, to, to speak on the eternal purposes of God. Eternal purposes of God. And, and, and the purpose of this teaching is so that you may want more of what God has made available for you. That's the purpose tonight, is that you may want more. You may be stirred up to say, I'm not going to settle for less. I'm not even going to settle for just enough. I'm not going to settle for, yeah, I think that's okay. Or oh, some people like you greet them when they say, how are you doing? Not bad. <laughs> I don't know why they say not bad. Why don't you say it's good? <laughs> so you're not going to settle for that. So tonight, I want to stir you up and believe God by the Holy Spirit to stir you up that you may not settle for, for just enough. But you go for everything that God has in store for you in, the, in his eternal purpose. In Ecclesiastes 3.11 I want to read from the Amplified Bible, Ecclesiastes 3.11. Thank you, Lord. Ecclesiastes 3.11. Uh, it's, it's there on the, on the overhead, the projector. Look at this. He has made talking about God, he has made everything beautiful and appropriate in his time. Now, that, that is so, so true when you see uh, in the beginning everything that he made was good. So he has made everything beautiful and appropriate in his time. He has also planted eternity. Remember we are talking about what? Eternal purposes of God. He has planted Eternity. Oh, listen to this. The way Amplified puts it, a sense of divine purpose. He has planted eternity, a sense of divine purpose in the human heart. So there is a, a sense, there is eternity. Remember, you and I will live forever. Now, here I know, as far as I know, everyone else, everyone here in the house, they have Jesus Christ in their heart. So we live forever in heaven. All right? But any person who rejects Jesus, they are going to live forever, but not in heaven, but in the lake of fire. All right? So look at this. He has planted eternity, a sense of divine purpose, in the human heart, a mysterious longing which nothing under the sun can satisfy except God. I know that. I know on the first time I encountered God, I think five days after my salvation, I knew I had found what I'd been looking for, everything I'd been looking for before, before then. I knew that. I knew finally I'd found what I'd been looking for. I knew, uh, church, I knew what I was looking from a bottle of alcohol 
and the discourse and all what I did, I knew I'd found everything. I knew all that was fake. I'd found what I'd been looking for. And all the years, I didn't know that's what I needed to have. But look at this. Is, is, is the human heart a mysterious longing that which nothing under the sun can satisfy? Now, one may think it's more money. One may think like some even marry every year, you know, increase women or increase men. I don't know if it was, works the other side. It, it works more with men. Men think they can marry and marry and marry. Ask Solomon. Because <laughs> when he's writing this one, remember, ask him. I mean, it's, it's, it's terrible of what he's experiencing. That, and, and it's not money. It's not clout. It's not well, being well-known. It's, it's a, this one, a mysterious longing which nothing under the sun can satisfy except God. Yet man cannot find out, comprehend, grasp what God has done, his overall plan from the beginning to the end. But I want to let you know and submit to you, that was then, but now we know. His overall plan from the beginning to the end, why is that so? We have an opportunity to know that by the Holy Spirit. Let's go. Did you, did you get that? A sense of divine purpose. So in you and in me, there is a sense of divine purpose. And I've said it several times, and I'll say it again tonight. You will never experience complete fulfillment until you find out what God has, God has called you to do and obey him to do it. Even if he called you to sweep this corner, and that's all for the rest of your life, you'll have fulfillment. And listen to this. He, he will prosper you. <laughs> Completely. His kingdom is so different from the kingdom of the world. Of course, there's no even a comparison. So a sense of divine purpose in the human heart, a mysterious longing which nothing can under the sun, nothing under the sun can satisfy except God, yet man cannot find out, comprehend, grasp, what God has done is overall plan from the beginning to the end. Now, let's go to 1 Corinthians chapter 2. I'll read it. Let me read from the same amplified version. Chapter 2, let's start from verse 9. Because the other one is saying, cannot grasp. But it says, but just as it is written in Scripture... Things which the eye has not seen and the ear has not heard, and which have not entered the heart of man, all that God has prepared for those who love him, who hold him in affectionate reverence, who obey him, and who gratefully recognize the benefits that he has bestowed. So he says, things that eye has not seen, in other words, they do not exist in the physical realm, neither heard, it is not in the physical realm, nor has entered into, I do believe this, that's the heart of a natural man. God next there, verse 10. For God has unveiled them. That's past tense, church. God has unveiled them. Just think about this. All that God has in store for us, he has unveiled them. They're not hidden from us. God has unveiled 
them and revealed them to us. This is the way he does it, through, his, through the Holy Spirit. For the Spirit searches things diligently, even sounding and measuring the profound depths of God, the divine counsels, and things far beyond human understanding. Now that's our solution. Knowing, walking, listening, obeying the Holy Spirit is our solution. Real our solution for life. God has unveiled them. Remember the other scripture that, that we read? Don't go there, Steve, but let me read what, what we read there in, 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 uh, in Ecclesiastes chapter 3. It says that, that comprehend that nothing under the sun can satisfy except God, yet man cannot find out. So it says man, so you're talking about a natural man cannot find out, comprehend, grasp what God has done, his overall plan from the beginning to the end. But yet he's saying here, this has been unveiled to us by the Holy Spirit. I'm telling you, if there's any person that we need to know, we need to obey, we need to be submissive to, we need to listen, is the Holy Spirit. Yours and my life will be completely shaped by the will of God if we listen to the Holy Spirit. All right? So, I'm talking about eternal purposes of God. Now, therefore, let's go to, Ephesia, to Isaiah chapter 57. Isaiah 57. And I want us to look at verse 15. From the New King James Version. Isaiah 57, verse 15. It says, uh, For thus says the high and lofty one who inhabits eternity. Talking about eternal purposes of God. Thus says the, the high and lofty one. Who's that? God Almighty. Uh, but thus says the high and lofty one who inhabits eternity, whose name is Holy. I dwell in the high and holy place with him who has a contrite and humble spirit to revive the spirit of the humble and to revive the heart of the contrite ones. But I want to focus on, don't go ahead, I want to, 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 to focus on high and loved one who inhabits eternity. Now remember, church, eternity has no beginning, no end. It's eternity. Eternity has no beginning. No, and let me see if I, I had this whiteboard here I can draw. So, Pastor, did you come for Wednesday prayer meeting or we came for, to the class? Yeah, that's what it is. So that you can pray effectively. <laughs> now, now, think about this. There's no end, there's no beginning. So you have... All right? No end, no beginning. So that's eternity. And God says this, let's, let's, for this purpose, let's, let's say, of course this is eternity, and God inhabits this place up here. All right? We agree on that. Now think about this. He says, I am lofty one who inhabits eternity. But, but the amazing thing is this. In Hebrews 4.16, he says this, and let us therefore come boldly to the throne of grace that we may obtain mercy and find grace to help in time of need. In other words, God says this, come up, come up hither. 
Huh? I, I inhabit eternity as you and I I like doing it this way. We are in a, a place called time. So here is eternity, but we are in a time. Okay? Let's say like this is a, the, the time of Adam, and of course it will be the end of it when the devil will be thrown into the lake of fire and all of us <laughs> will dwell over there. Anyway, for the purpose of explaining something. But look at this. Look at this. So he says, though we live here in the realm of time, he's saying, I'm in inviting you into eternity. Does that remind you of any scripture? Ephesians 2. Let's go over there, Ephesians Ephesians 2, 4 to 7. Reading from the New King James Version. <clears throat> Isn't that amazing when, when you understand that God has brought us to such a place of honor that you feel like, wow, how can you treat me this way, Lord? I remember the first times we, when we were you know, I, I, I joined, I joined the, the, the ministry. I was an underdog. You know what an underdog is? <laughs> an underdog. Then, uh, then, of course, a few, a year or so later, I, was, I got married to Tina. And then I remember the first time uh, Pastor Wade said, you know, uh, Pastor Carl and I, we're going to such and such a place, and I want you and Tina to come with us. For what? Come with you. I remember one of the first, first, first moments, we're taken to a five-star restaurant. And I feel like, my God, Lord Jesus. <laughs> Just don't know even how to behave. <laughs> taken to a five-star restaurant. I'm thinking, Tina and I, where are all these people that have been with Pastor Swede and Carla for years? And it's Tina and I. We've just been called. And it continues. And we go to places. Or like uh, we're going to Budalangi. I remember there's a team that was going to Budalangi. And they said, now, you, uh, you and Tina get ready. We'll be going. We'll spend at Kisumu. You know, the, 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 those years. Kisumu was that hotel, that big hotel. Ah, no sunset. The imperial. It used to be imperial. British kind of imperial. So we'll go. You, Tina and, you and Tina get ready. We'll spend at imperial. And then we drive the following day to Budalangi. And then we come back and spend in imperial hotel. So, wow. I feel like, why me? You know, you, you understand? Like, you're not sure if you had right. <laughs> really. Seriously. I feel so much... Honored, but it was, it was in with all into it. Have you been brought into some place and it's beyond your expectation? And there is an, and it's not like you're fearing, but it's like, wow, wow, this happened. Now, look at this. I felt that when it gets amazed, uh, amazed of several things that have happened. Then I remember, I'm talking about that, how God has brought you to that place. I remember Dr. Jerry Saville telling me now, I want you to come to my, that was in 2020, I was going. I want you to come to my 
president's cabinet meeting. Did I hear right? I remember when you were seated with him and he said, Davis, I want you to come for my president's cabinet meeting. Of who? Of that Dr. Jerry Saville? What? Thank you. That, but, but then when I go home, I tell Tina, do you know what? <laughs> I'm going for president's cabinet meeting. And you know, so excited. Sure enough, said, I'm going to talk to Pastor Carla regarding that, so never mind. So they talked and all that. And just before the lockdown in 2020, just before I was going to go for on Monday, was it on Monday for my visa? And before then, I already had my air ticket, business class of British Airways, paid in full. I, I still can search it here and show you. It's not valid anymore. You understand? <laughs> I, sh- I told you, look at this. I woke up in the morning. I found an email from Jerry Saville Ministers, business class of, uh, of uh, British Airways. I said, you know, I'm going to sit in there and I'll be saying, Tea, please. <laughs> <laughs> I said, I can't tell it to you. But you know what? What that does to you is like, like, oh, oh, oh. That, that brings an, an awe to it. Those are men. Lockdown happened. I didn't go. So you understand? Those are men. <laughs> Lockdown happened, I didn't go. You understand that? But this one is God. He's sure. He's raised us up. He's invited us into eternity to dwell with him. He says, who? Just, just think about this. What is man that you're mindful of him? You have crowned him with glory and honor. A mortal man. I'm, I'm telling you, this sends the devil crazy. That God will honor you and I this much that he places eternity, eternity in us. And though we are living on this earth, we have actually effect into the eternal purposes of God. From what? from the choices that you make on a daily basis to honor him. Honoring God is a defeat of the devil. When you honor God, it's defeating the devil. When you submit to God's will, it's defeating the devil. It's defeating his will. And look at this, like what Miss Ruth was saying. And God says, these are my people. Just hear, just listen, paying attention. It comes up, so I'm going to say it. I've got so many young, some few young people who are not married, so let me say it. <laughs> say, Pastor, you okay? I'm fine. I'm telling you something that honors God. What do you think about this? I tell couples, young, uh, young you know, then they, they're about to get married. I tell them this. I want you to abstain from any kind of sexual impurity with each other. Completely. Because God, you're honoring God. In, in the world that there is so much everywhere sex, 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 sex. You understand? Even a bottle of water, you'll see something, the advertising, 
but it has some sex connotation. You see what I'm saying? Then you, you decide, um, we're keeping pure until that time we, got ma- we get married. I told, I told when Tina said, said, yeah, she was ready to get married to me. I told her, uh, so I think I, I don't know how many days later. I told her, now, I've seen believers do some things uh, and they say they are born again. And uh, touch each other. Will you excuse me to say that? And, and, uh, um, and inappropriate. Huh? And they say they are fine. They are born again. Now, for you and I, for me, I'm not going to touch you in any way. The first kiss will be when the pastor say, now you may kiss your bride. So I, I will honor you. And then she looked at me. She told me much later, I think when you got married, she thought, does this man think like I was, I'm going to make him fall? <laughs> I told him much later, I was helping myself. <laughs> I was helping myself. Well, but look at this. Then, I, I, then I, I tell couples this. So when you come like to the wedding night of your sexual intimacy, don't you think about angels saying, holy, 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 holy. And God says, those are my people. I have people who honor me on earth. These are mine. Think about this then. But am I saying, am I saying this? Every time we honor God, actually, we are defeating the purposes of the devil and we're establishing the purposes of God for our lives and in our generation. Let me read some statements over here I wrote. I was writing actually yesterday. Early in the morning I woke up. I like, I like it during uh, uh, these holidays. Uh, I like holidays. Uh, but these ones are too much. <laughs> Third people ought to work. Then <laughs> have Friday, Monday, Tuesday. But look at this. I like waking up early so that mostly on holidays people are asleep. So I like waking up early. In other words, <laughs> it seems like waking up early and say this, God, I don't want to be, you to be bored. Many people are sleeping. Let me spend some time with, me, with you. Anyway, that's not the real the truth, say it that way. But it's like, let me spend some time with you. Because many times people are waking up so late, and I feel like I need to wake up early to be with, with, in the presence of the Lord. But just what I've said about God has blessed us with what? Every time, with eternity in us. But it's an awesome thing. God has invited us into his presence. And every time we honor God, we are defeating the purposes of the devil. And actually, we're establishing God's purposes. We honor him that much. Then look at this. I was thinking about time. Remember time, if I think of this, I think it's my first time I'm, trying, I'm teaching it public. I've done it to the staff. But when I think about time, this is a portion of eternity. Is that so? So then I, personally, I'll call it this. I'll call it this way. Time is a child of eternity. Is that, is that clear? Time is a child of eternity. Therefore, 
uh, in time is God's gift to man. God has given us that time as a gift. We're still going to go to Ephesians chapter 2, so I'm not, I've not forgotten. It's, it's God's gift to man. It is in time, listen this before you write it, it is in time that God has privileged man whom he loves to make choices that will impact his eternity. It is in, in time that God has privileged man whom he loves to make choices that will impact his eternity. In other words, eternal purposes of God. Is that clear? Let me explain something here. <clears throat> you, make up, you make up your mind and you, you decide, God, I'm following you. No matter what happens, I'm following you. I give you my whole, and I'm following you, Father, no matter what happens, for your purposes. And God says, yes, that's what I'm looking for, a willing vessel. And because of that, you follow God's purposes, and many are impacted coming into the kingdom of God. Your choice, you're given the time, you have used it, you have taken this as a privilege to make choices that will impact eternal purposes of God because many are coming to the kingdom of God because you decided to use your time for God. Is that clear? Is that clear? Why is that so? Every soul which comes to the kingdom of God, their eternal place has been changed completely. In other words, they have entered into the redemptive plan of God. And what, what it took us a moment of our lives to honor God, which is time actually is temporary. In fact, if I can, I can ask you, where is time? You may say it's a clock, but not so. Where can you touch time? And I don't want to boggle your mind. In, in, but, but, but if you talk about that, but look at this. This is a moment that God has given to me, and by choice, I want to offer it back to him so that through that I can influence eternal purposes. I can be a contributor of eternal purposes of God. But if I brought one soul to the kingdom of God, this is what happens. Forever they may remove from the devil and into the kingdom of God. Forever there are rewards for that. Sometimes, like that scripture that we read, you know, in Ecclesiastes chapter 3, sometimes you're too busy in the natural realm and we miss out the big picture. It takes that spirit of wisdom and revelation to understand this. The best of the best things that you do, if they have no God in them, they miss out the purposes, the plans of redemption. We want to do everything that we do, there's God in it. And it's amazing. The more we sensitize our hearts to the eternal purposes of God, 
by listening to the Holy Spirit, by being led by the Holy Spirit, the more our hearts become sensitive towards his purposes. We can be even meet with someone and we talk with them for a, long, uh, a little bit and you realize this. This is not just a meeting. There are purposes to this meeting. And if we ask the Lord, he reveals this to us. Because he's not keeping anything from us. <clears throat> Let's go to that Ephesians chapter 2. But God, the whole of which we are without God and all that, but God, who is rich in mercy because of his great love with which he loved us, never ever, never ever doubt God's love. In fact, doubting God's love is, you should know that's the devil telling you to do so. He loved us while you and I were sinners. We had no, we, we didn't know even if he existed or not. So look at this. It says, even when you are dead in trespasses, made us alive together with Christ. By grace you have been saved. And look at verse 6. And raised us up together. And made us sit together. In the heavenly places in Christ Jesus. So it's, in essence, you can think about this. It's about 2,000 years ago. When... A cross. All right? Now look at this. Raise us up together. Your knee ascended. He raised us up together and made us sit together. He raised us up together and made us sit together in the heavenly places in Christ Jesus. Now, whether you think of it here, which is known as the the, the, the principalities and powers and all that according to Ephesians, which is called as the second heaven. That's fine if you th even think about here. But listen, Christ is not here. We've been raised together with him. We've been made to sit together with him. He has invited into the eternal purposes of the Father. And he's brought us right in here. He says this, though you are walking here on this earth, you are not bound to the earthly realm. I have raised you up to this place so that you may see things from my perspective, so that you may affect the purposes, so that you may affect the day-to-day -day lives of others, of your sphere on a daily basis. You see that? So actually, it's, it's being heavenly-minded so that we may influence daily the ones we, we get in touch with. Daily. Daily, because of our position in him. There's something I wanted to say regarding that. Look at this. So, so that, that's what he says. And then he says this, that in the ages to come, he might show the exceeding riches of his grace in his kindness toward us in Christ Jesus. Now he's talking about, about 2,000 years ago. He's talking about in the ages to come. Plural. I believe we are right at the end of end of end of times. As you know, end of, you know, we are told end times. In the last days, we are in the last of last days. And God says this, 
There is much which is happening that in the ages to come he may show us the exceeding riches of his grace in kindness toward us in Christ Jesus. Look at this, you all. Activities increase just before the wedding. Do you agree? Huh? Just before the wedding, activities in, in, increase. Now listen, he's about to take his bride away. Don't you think there are more activities now? In fact, there is a foretaste of what you're going to, to have. For us in the church, in, in, in this ministry, we do rehearsals. In other words, this is what you're going to do on the wedding day, so we have you to rehearse. So I believe there are rehearsals at this moment for what we are just about to enter in. And I'm telling you, this is what it means. There are supernatural things happening in our generation. And we must be part of it. Let me read to you something that the Lord gave to me last year. Last year. 9th of May. Ninth of May, 2021, and it was tongues and interpretation. As I prayed in tongues from 4.30 to 5.30 a.m., I had these words, the powers of the age to come. The powers of the age to come. Did you see that one, that in the ages to come, he might show the exceeding riches of his grace? You saw that? The powers of the age to come. I looked at Hebrews chapter 6, verse 5, and, and have tested, that's the part, part, latter part of it, and have tested the good word of God and the powers of the age to come. So I found that in the scriptures, the powers of the age to come. Now this may be so new to you, but that's fine. Just let your spirit be stirred up. Now listen to this. <clears throat> then I started hearing more. As we are coming to the end of this natural realm, the end of time. Because remember, time does not continue forever. Because time is a portion of what? Eternity. You see that? Time is not going to continue forever. Didn't you know that? Are you, are you with me? Because time is a portion of what? Eternity. So time has the beginning and the end. Eternity has no beginning and, or the end. You see that? Think about this. Let me, let me give you some, something over here, which I've said it over the years. I hope this will be able to stir you up to seek. When was Jesus crucified? So we see it's about what? 2,000 years ago. Huh? About. Okay? Uh, when were you born? When are you born or are you born again? Uh, I think the one getting born, that's the one born. You're born in the flesh. That's the one you are hesitant to say. But when were you born again? That, that you are free to say. <laughs> Someone told me you and I are the ones who say our age. <laughs> Actually, I was told, you and Professor Judy is the one who, who talk about your age. <laughs> and you too. Yeah, you do. Now, now, think about this. This is about what? 2,000 years ago. Is that so? Yes. Now, think about it then. You and I, an example. I got born again 
1996, 17th June. Next month will be my birthday. 17th June will be my 26th year in salvation. And that's when I got born again in 1996. So that is actually about what? 1996 years later. About, they're about, you know? Okay? That's when I get born, get born again. So that which happened about 2,000 years ago, I was receiving it in 1996. And it became a fact and it became the truth and influenced me completely that I'm living a completely changed life from anything that I could have ever imagined even in a thousand years. Something that had happened about what? 2,000 years ago changed my life completely. Became a fact that day and it's become my life and I've lived by it and I'll live by the same way, the same way to the end of my life. So there's no time. Because actually Jesus said this, I'll receive what? Eternal life. So there is no time whatsoever where this is concerned. It happened about 2,000 years ago. But listen, that didn't, because I'm living in this generation, has not stopped me from experiencing that. Time is of no essence there. I received eternal life. All right? So that's eternity. Who told you then you can't partake of that which is about 2,000 years ahead of you. If this is true, this is true too. Okay, okay. Now you're getting, I can tell you're getting now. You're getting started. Let me ask you something. If this is true, this happened, let's say this is 2,000 years. Uh, this is 1996. It happened here about 2,000 years ago right here. All right? And I was able to accept it here by faith and I brought it to this place. Alright, who told you that I cannot experience that which is 2,000 ahead of me? In my now. If the other one is true, which it is, then this other one is true. That's what I'm talking about, powers of the age to come. Go to the next verse. Same. By grace, you have been saved through faith. And that not of yourselves is the gift of God. I received salvation by faith, uh, by, by grace, through faith. So that is, this is what it means. All what salvation has made available for me to experience even in my future, I can receive it by grace, through faith, and have it now. Amen. Amen. You know, it takes about 30 years to build uh, 10 million or 20 million. Who told you that? Who told you that? You'll, you'll live that way if you're living in this realm only. But God says this, I've invited you into my realm. And that's why I have given you eternal life. Listen to this. That you may be limited. You, you, are limi you have no limitation except that which you allow yourself to have. 
But as far as the one who dwells inhabits eternity, he says, there's no limitation as to what you can experience in your now. So people are waiting for time to give them wealth. Time will tell. Tell what? Faith will tell. Yes. <laughs> you know, time will tell. No, faith will tell. Time will not tell me anything. Time was created to my advantage, not to my disadvantage. But can I tell you something? Was created for devil's disadvantage. Because every disaster he plans is time bound. <laughs> it cannot continue for eternity. It's time bound. Now listen to this. He knows his time is, he's running short of time. The Bible says in, a, in, a, in a Revelation chapter 12. Let's, let's go there please then we'll come back into that. I'm getting excited here and I'm going. <laughs> when I get excited I say. Yeah, I just want to talk so fast. Go there to what scripture did I give you? Revelation 12. Let's go there verse 12. <clears throat> you ready? Therefore rejoice, O heavens, and who dwell in them. Woe to the inhabitants of the earth and the sea. For the devil has come down to you having great wrath. Because he knows. This is why he has great wrath because he knows he has a short time before he's thrown into this side of eternity which is the lake of fire. So time is against him because everything he does is time bound. So time was given as a gift to, to man so, so that man, God knew man was going to fall. So that man is not left to the tyranny of the devil forever. Time is man's hope of redemption. That's why if you see from Genesis actually the unfolding, even what what you've heard over the years, Pastor Carla taught quite a bit about feasts. It's actually the cycle coming in for the redemption of man and it's coming to a day that he will show up and will be caught in the twinkling of an eye, will be caught up in the air and go to all eternity forever. And devil will be bound at some point for a thousand years. In other words, everything he's doing is time bound. Wickedness will not continue forever. So don't let, don't, I mean, don't, don't be unwise. The Bible says don't be unwise knowing what the will of God is and redeeming time for the days are evil. But don't be, don't, don't, don't allow to have so much pressure as time is going. Especially ladies, usual social time is going. Whose time? But whose time? Whose time? Which time are you in? I'm not in your time. Time is for me, not against me. Is that clear? Does that excite you? Does that stir you up? Hey, this is a, a done deal here. 
And, and going back, the same, go back to the scripture we came from. By grace through that, that Ephesians chapter 4. Ephesians chapter 2, I mean, verse 8. That, that's why, can I tell you something? That's why much of my praying is Hakleste, Gloucester, Bremengish, Timandare, Steke, Stakasha. Because the other one, if you're not careful, is Lord, when are you going to do this? God, when are you going? And you, you spend one hour just praying that way. Well, I can tap into this realm. Because I'm speaking mysteries. I'm speaking hidden things. I'm opening a door for the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him. So what am I praying? Gandareste, iklombro, stekishti dabada, stengestere, shteoboro, dekestangi yadaba. Or something like, oh, but God, I'm not even understanding. Hey, your natural language is limited. But we have a supernatural language by the Holy Spirit that we can utter, oh my goodness, that we can utter words of the Spirit that will impact our lives here because we are drawing them from the very heart of the Father. Remember, the utterance, the utterance is coming, or they're coming by the Holy Ghost. Who knows the eternal purposes of God? I'm telling you, I'm telling you the truth. If you are serious and you pay attention and even take one hour in prayer in tongues with no even understanding, you know, speaking in a known language, you have not wasted your time. You have, you have actually maximized that time. Because you'll be edified. And I'm telling you, if you are doing it, you're paying attention, you'll come out and you have thoughts. You write them down. Because they may be dots, but they will connect at some point. And the Lord reminds you of this. Do you remember one hour that you'll take in prayer in tongues? That's what is happening now. And you realize in the future, you're walking into some things that, God, how did this happen? But what does the devil want you to, to believe? Or you just be speaking this language, you just don't even understand what you're saying. That's what the devil wants you to, to believe. And he knows that's his defeat. So don't forget this. Having said all that. And so, did you get the concept? Yes. So let me give you an example. I'm not an, uh, I'm, I'm not, I cannot profess to be an end time preacher, you know, teacher. You understand that? But I'll give you revelations coming from my time of prayer, and I get amazed when I start listening to end time ministers and all that something. I say, wow, God, that's what you're giving to me. Now, then they've started. They'll tell you Greek words of what it means. And I'm thinking, God, that's what you're telling me. So think about this, yeah? If, not if, I'm giving an example. We're coming to the end of uh, this called what? Time. All right? We're coming to the end of it. And therefore, it's because I've drawn it up here, but then we are stepping into what? Eternity. All right? You see that. So then if I'm right, which is actually from the scriptures, yes, it's right. This is right over here. 
is we shall reign with Christ forever and ever. There is the powers of the age to come. This is being where? In the glory of God. All right? Okay? All right. So, listen, this now. Because the Bible says that they have tested the good word of God and the powers of the age to come. It doesn't say the powers of the ages to come. It talks of age. While the scripture then, verse 7, it says this, that in the ages to come, that was written about 2,000 years ago, in the ages to come, we've been in the age actually. But this one is talking specifically about the power of age to come, which is a glorious, the fortest of the glorious life. No pain, no tear. Amen? Now think about this. Then I started hearing more. As we are coming to the end of this natural realm, the end of time, as we have known it, the supernatural, the powers of the age to come are invading the earth even more. Hmm. And therefore, things that have been thought of being impossible to the natural mind. Why? Are they impossible to the natural mind? Because it's a mind that is being affected by sin. That's why the Bible says that you may be, we may not be conformed to this world, but you may be what? Be renewed in our minds by the word of God. Okay? Is that clear? So it says, that which has, and therefore things that have been thought of being impossible to the natural mind shall be conceived by my people, and they will become natural to them. Yes, they are still supernatural, but to my people they'll be natural. We walk into some things and a natural people think, what? What? Is that possible? But as it's natural. Sounds like walking on water to me above Jesus. You're just walking. No, you, you come from the prayer meeting and you're walking. That's what he was walking or not. He had come from his prayer meeting. He had been with the father. And then he's walking. The boat is over there and I start walking towards the boat. Can you imagine? And then Peter said, they, they feared first. That's what? Natural mind, which has not been renewed to experience the power of God. So they feared at first. And then Peter says, if that's you, bid me to come. What would he say? Don't come. What does don't come could have meant? It's not me. So, but he says, it's, it's, uh, come. Because if you want to identify me with whether to come or not, then come. Because it's me. If we said don't come, that means it's not me. But it was him. Say, come. So he walked. Jesus had been walking on water. Remember this. He was a man. Anointed by God. Who had, who had, oh boy, let me see. <laughs> I'm getting excited here. But think about this. Oh, la, 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 la. Don't forget all that. Are you drawing diagrams? <laughs> but, but think about this, yeah? 
So we have all this. That is a straight line. Still we have it eternity. Eh? In the beginning was the word and the word was with God. And the... You remember that in John chapter 1. So think about this. God, the Son, who inhabits eternity, came from eternity and was subjected to time. Eternal one stepped into time. That was such humility. That was such submission. And then after he had finished out the will of the Father, he went back to where he came from. He told the Jewish people, you don't know where I came from and where I'm heading to. He said, is he going to kill himself? <laughs> They're so natural in their thinking. But he, he stepped, he came from eternity, he stepped into time. And he walked for 33 years to show us as an example, you can experience this. And then when he was done with the redemption, remember this, he came into time to redeem man because he couldn't have stayed in eternal realm to have redeemed a man who was living in the natural realm. He had to become like man so that he may redeem man who was there. Listen, so that he may redeem an eternal being that had been captivated into the natural, in the natural realm by the tyranny of the devil. Or the tyrant himself, the devil. Oh, you're, you're all full or what? I feel like vomiting, that is too much. Or oh, not vomiting, bulging. <laughs> Belging, is it Belging? Yeah, Belging, Belging, that's the one. You ever felt like a child when you give so much milk and go, <laughs> so, or you are ready for some more? We wind up tonight. But are you seeing that? He came from eternity, he stepped into time. So have you ever thought of this? We've been in the mind of God all through. But God privileges us to live on earth so that we may make eternal decisions by choice. And we've received Jesus, but that's not all. He wants many to receive Jesus through us, and that's all he wants us to touch. Men who are eternal beings, so that they may not know, they may not go to the, with the devil to be thrown into the lake of fire, but that they may come with us into the eternal liberty of the sons of God. Okay? So now let's, let, me, let me say this again. My people are entering more into the realm of my glory the powers of the age to come, that they are not limited by the natural realm. Many will be amazed at how my people are able to do things that are impossible with men, but then they will be drawn into the kingdom by my power and by my grace. Things that naturally will take a long time to manifest will now manifest quickly because of the divine acceleration. Everything, look at this, everything about the kingdom of God is going against the curse. And the head of the curse, the devil, <laughs> knows his time is short. But look at this, because redemption is drawing near, the full redemption of, our, of our, even our bodies is drawing so close that everything is so compacted. He's losing it, you know he lost it, but he's losing it. But listen to this. God is working now with that time 
so that it's so compressed. And when time, I'll, I'll use this word, I don't know if I'll be right saying this way, when time fails, we enter into eternity. And the one who's already been defeated, he'll be thrown into the lake of fire, ultimately. So he knows he doesn't have time. Can I encourage you with this? Don't ever allow the devil to intimidate you because everything that he's doing is time-bound, even over your life. He does not have the final say. All what you need to do, you and I, is to align ourselves with, uh, with uh, eternal purposes of God. And you realize, that's our freedom. That's our freedom. You know, man, I've loved someone and they, they, they want to be with the Lord and they felt, oh, oh, oh. Hey, can I just tell you something? It wasn't God's will for them to die prematurely. Let me tell you something about it. Is this, the enemy who could have been ravaging even their bodies, destroyed their bodies, but the time elapsed of that body. And when that happened, they stepped into eternity with God, and what a glorious place to be. Still the devil lost it. Amen? But don't allow any premature death. So look at this. Things that naturally would take a long time to manifest will now manifest quickly because of the divine acceleration. You better be saying that. It will not take me 10 years to accomplish this because... In a span of a moment, I accepted that which happened then. Then in a span of a moment, I can receive that which is about, which is in my future, but it's not in God's future, it's in eternity. It's in the now realm. I can draw it by faith and experience it now. True, I'm a multimillionaire, praise God. <laughs> multimillionaire, praise God. I don't have to work for 50 years to experience that. And I'm not a lazy guy. You, you understand that? But then I'm, I'm, I'm believing God. Look at this. That's why seed sowing is so powerfully important. Because we have released God to do what he knows best. To multiply the seed sown. While the working in the natural is tick, tuck, tick, tuck. That's why at the end of the month they give you a salary. For the time. But if you sow a seed, you obey God in your tithe there and with your offering you are sowing seed, you are saying this, I don't have to wait for 30 days. You see that? I don't have to wait for 30 days. I'm experiencing that now and listen to this, I can even double and multiply that because I've sown my seed. Amen? And remember, remember, remember this. When I release it to God, it's a supernatural seed. It's not like a, a grain of wheat that has to take, it has to rain and take on months and on and on and on because of what divine acceleration. So I've released it to God, so I've released it to the realm of the supernatural because in the natural, one seed doesn't multiply the way God says it multiplies hundredfold. 
You, you understand? To, to that extent. But if I'm releasing it to God, I'm releasing it actually in the realm of the supernatural. I'm living on earth, but I'm not, I'm not bound by this natural realm. I have released into this realm of abundance, which knows no curse, so that it can influence what I'm doing on this natural realm and bring others to the kingdom of God through my work of my hand. You see your harvest? Praise God. Hallelujah. Now, let me finish with this. And for the wicked, judgment will come quickly and they'll be gone. Therefore, stand in your place, listening to my spirit, and obeying the things that I will speak to you. You are living in a glorious time. That much of what I've done for you through my son shall be revealed. I have given you my spirit to teach you and help you to walk in the realms of my glory. You are looking at the end of time with an open face, without a veil. Moses veiled his face, but yours is not veiled. You are looking at the end of this natural realm into eternity, the powers of the age to come. I thought you were going to shout. I thought you were going to jump like, like more than you did. More than you spin on the seat. I thought you were going to spin and jump, but you just spin. <laughs> oh my goodness. This is our freedom. When you start realizing this again, like right now I know uh, you've heard this and you think like, God, what does even that mean? <laughs> Some of you say, what does that even mean? Lord, help me. Can I give you a secret? Lord, Seems like that's exciting because my spirit got excited. My head wandered, but my spirit is excited about this whole thing. So, Lord, I'm going to take some time and just pray in the Holy Ghost. And you pray in the Holy Ghost. And you have it right in front of you, and you pray in the Holy Ghost. And, and hey, don't rely on your head. That's why you've been given the spirit of God inside of you. And you, you, you pray. I'm telling you, if you pray in the Holy Ghost and you listen and listen and listen praying in the Holy Ghost... You'll be looking for me. Because the pastor, I've got some things to share with you. Because there's something happening in my life and I want to share with you. I said, I want to. I have to share with you. It, oh. Then we, we have an explosion of a meeting. <laughs> Hallelujah. Amen. So look, listen to this. It's living beyond now into the eternal purposes of God. It's actually what it is. It's living beyond what you experience on a daily basis. Listen, people, every natural man, person wakes up in the morning, brushes their teeth, hopefully shower, you know. And, and <laughs> you know, so every natural man does that. But listen, we are not just natural people. We are born of the spirit. God, there must be a purpose I'm down here. And I'm giving myself to your purposes. And Lord, I don't know much right now, but thank God for the Holy Spirit. I begin with by just taking 30 minutes in praying in tongues. Oh Lord, I'll sacrifice my first hour in the morning just to pray in tongues and pray in tongues. And you may do it, and you may do it. People quit so quickly, but you don't do it. You do it the first day. You do it the second day. You continue doing it. God, I don't know, but I'm, I'm praying. In the, in the Holy Ghost, they have, there is more to praying in the Holy Ghost. And you continue praying. Do you know what will happen? That Bible starts becoming alive. 
than you've ever seen before. And God starts speaking to you tremendously. And you are just a choice. Taking your time. Of like 30 minutes, you chose it to turn it for eternal purposes of God. Oh, that's wonderful what I've just said. Taking your time, 30 minutes, you offer it to God. It's a gift to you. You've received it and you offer it to him for his purposes. Just that. Every day. Every day. Every day. And God starts revealing things to you. And he realizes, oh God, I would have never seen these things if I didn't offer that back to you. You have something to give to him. Let me tell you something. You even come in tonight. You've given it to God. I can't miss Ruth's experience when you started in the beginning. You've given this to God by just coming here tonight. But there is more he wants you to offer. Is that encouraging to you? In Acts chapter 15 verse 18, Acts 15 verse 18, this is Peter speaking. There's a lot of things which was happening, which were happening because the Gentiles were giving their lives to Christ and they started saying, we need to circumcise these Gentiles and we need them to tell them to keep the laws of Moses. Say, hey, 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 wait a minute. Why do you want to do this? Peter started speaking and Paul and Barnabas. And then Peter spoke these words. In fact, he quoted Amos, I think Amos chapter 9 and verse 11. He quoted him, but he says this, Known to God from eternity are all his works. Known to God from eternity are all his works. Remember, he does not dwell in the realm of time. So he knows all his works. That's why when you go to the book of Revelation, you can read it to the devil. Tell him his end. When you feel like things are so difficult, read the book of Revelation, read it to the devil. And tell him, stay here. And the devil will be thrown into the... Don't run, don't, don't. The name of Jesus. You read to him. (laughs) I don't know if you do those things. You you think like I'm losing my mind? No, I'm living in that realm. And I said, no, no, don't run. Let me finish. Those are one that, that's the, that's the time when things are so tough that in the natural you want to say it's over. It's finished. No, it's not finished. It was finished by Christ. The devil has no final say. He has no final word. The one who says it's finished on the cross is the one who has the final word, not the devil. So tell him, listen again. Known to God from eternity are all his works. This calls for the spirit of wisdom and revelation. In this, there is no place in your life for discouragement or defeat. There's no place in yours and my life for discouragement or defeat. None whatsoever, church. No place for discouragement or defeat. (laughs) The devil has been defeated. 
And God has made it possible for us to walk in the realms of his glory. I have some more things, but you have to come next week. Okay? All right. I really have some things. And by the time we go, come next week, I'll just have some more things. But can, I co- can you commit? Let me give you something. You come for prayer. I want you from tomorrow. Commit even 15 minutes. Say, I want to pray for victory faith, Lord, for 15 minutes. And pray in tongues. Don't pray even with understanding. You say, Lord, this is for victory faith. Help that pastor. <laughs> and all the Victor Faith, Living Faith International, Lord, just, just help them. I want to, you please. And, and 15 minutes, just pray in tongues. Just go ahead and pray in tongues. And, and when you are done, you say, Amen, Lord. Thank you for Victor Faith. Thank you for every utterance that I've, I've prayed for Victor Faith. And I honor you, Father. That's it. Now, if you can go for an hour, that's fine. But I'm asking 15 minutes. All right? I'm telling you, if you do every day, by the time we meet next week, there'll be explosion. Things will be happening. And we continue doing it, you realize that we are, we are aligning ourselves for, with the eternal purposes of God. And can I tell you something? In those 15 minutes, it might be even you're praying for the victory of faith. Lord says, now he's offering, or she's offering herself to my purposes. Let me help them in this, that which they didn't know they needed to have been praying for. And you realize things are happening for you. Because every time you sow a seed towards someone, your own need is being met. Because God multiplies every seed. So Stand up on your feet. Thank you for being so attentive. I, I felt... Substance came out of this. You know, I'm, I'm the kind of person, I, I, I desire to have like this whole room full of people. You, you understand that? But I'm telling you, even if you are two, three of you, I'll still speak to you the same way. And I'll get excited that same, <laughs> same way because the word of God is eternal. It's exciting. For these few minutes, you receive something, you can pray it out in tongues even five, five minutes. Huh? Did you? All right. Let, let's, let's just, for, for this five, about five minutes, we just thank God in tongues, praying in tongues, and praying for victory faith. Father, in the name of Jesus, we offer, listen to what I'm saying, we offer this precious gift to us, time, back to you. And therefore, because of your eternal purposes, we yield this time to you. We give these vessels. We are the temple of the Holy Spirit for the, for the utterance of heaven concerning this church. And anything, Lord, that you want to say through us, we thank you for this precious time. Ha ha, stay vacation. Go ahead. Go ahead, lift up your voice, don't just whisper. Gegere stebangi ashide badaya. Glory to God, glory to God, glory to God. Glory to God, hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Thank you, Lord, thank you, Lord, thank you, Lord, thank you, Lord. Father, we do say, 
Amen to every utterance. We say amen to every utterance of the Spirit. I'm thanking you for the increase of the Spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of you, Father. The eyes of understanding being enlightened. That which you have in store for us. Believing you, Father, for the revelation through the Holy Spirit, the power of the Holy Spirit, and empowering us to walk in your will and in your purposes. Father, thank you for your word influencing our will, influencing our choices, influencing our decisions for eternal purposes, for eternal will of you, Father, that our desire for spiritual things way surpasses the desire for natural things. Our desires for the things of the Spirit way surpasses the desires for natural things. So, Father, we offer our bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable to you, which is our reasonable service. And we do not conform to this world, but we are transformed by the renewing of our minds that we may prove that which is good and acceptable and perfect will of you, Father. So, Father, thank you tonight. Thank you for the manifestation of your will in this ministry and in this church. Thank you for children. Thank you for youth. Thank you for men and women that you have called into this ministry. Lord, be glorified in your house. Be glorified in your house for our repositioning for the times that we are living, for the times that we are in, that the will of heaven far supersedes any desire for natural things. Father, thank you for that hunger and thirst for this congregation. And we give you praise and glory and honor, Father, for all the work that you have done to us, through us by your spirit tonight. In Jesus' name, amen. And I sense the Lord in that.